Good morning, my friends. I'm Pastor Stephen Brooks, and welcome today to Morning Glory, our midweek Bible study. I'm so happy that you're here. Why don't you grab your Bibles and meet me today in the book of Genesis, chapter 26. And before we jump into today's message, let me share some some cool stuff. I've just been informed by our staff that we now have our SoundCloud uh, link up and running. So if you go to soundcloud.com forward slash Stephen Brooks INT, or just go to soundcloud.com and or search for Stephen Brooks, and it'll pull up our site there. And there's lots of wonderful messages that you can download that will really, really bless your soul. And here are the top countries that have been viewing and downloading on SoundCloud. Good old USA number one, followed by Canada number two, and surprisingly, uh, number three is Ghana. But we have a lot of people that watches in Ghana, and they have found our ministry on SoundCloud, and they're gobbling up the messages. Number four, South Africa, followed by Mexico, Indonesia, Australia, Belgium, UK, number 10 is Singapore, then Germany, Nigeria, and Malaysia. Praise God. So I just want to shout out a big hello to everybody that's visiting us at SoundCloud. And there's a lot of good programs there that can really, really strengthen your faith. So those are available there. Of course, also many of you watch me on YouTube and Livestream and Vimeo. And we also have things going on with Periscope and so forth. But the main message is we are so happy that we can bring them to you through these various social media platforms. Praise God. You know, I think it's quite interesting because so many pastors and, and other ministers right now, they have been almost forced to do more on the Internet. But, you know, going back about 10 years ago, uh, it was very, very rare to have an online church. It was almost unheard of. And when some sometimes people would ask me, you know, what's the main thrust of my ministry? And I would tell them, well, it's the online church that sometimes people give me a funny look. <laughs> but nobody's nobody's giving any funny looks today because, you know, you can't meet publicly right now, at least not over 10 people. And so, you know, it's it's forced the church to come into some things that, by God's grace, some of us were walking in a decade ago. And so we're, uh, you know, very comfortable in it. And any time that you have a scriptural foundation for anything, you're going to be comfortable. And Jesus said, we're two or three gathered together in my name. There I am in your midst. Praise the Lord. So we've been having online church for years, having communion together, receiving tithes and offerings. The ministry is touching lives around the world. Yes, people are receiving Christ as their Lord and Savior. And I'm so happy that you're a part of this online church. Now, if you're not a member of the online church, it's very easy to join. Just go to the ministry website, stephenbrooks.org, and you'll see the header called Online Church, and you can go there, read about the information, and sign up. It's just as easy as that. Woo! Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, what we've done on our books is we have marked them down for $10 each, all the way up till April the 15th, okay? So, some of you, uh, you have a little extra free time now. Perhaps you're working from home, and perhaps you've been, you know, put uh, on a 
temporary hold with your work. And so you find yourself with some free time on your hands. And you know what? Reading is one of the greatest things that you can do for your mind. And we've marked the price down on all the books. They're $10 each. And this is up until the time of April 15th. So we have the book, The Sacred Anointing, which uh, was a little painful to write because I, I shared my personal testimony. But you know, it's helped a lot of people. And this is the testimony where God brought me from and the, the poverty and all of the things I had to overcome through working the Word. And I found out that God's Word works. It will help you get victory in any area where you would be suffering or experiencing defeat. And a lot of people have laughed, though, at my testimony, and uh, because it is a crazy testimony. Uh, it's one of those testimonies where you realize that a person's mind, uh, like I mentioned in the book, is like a rubber band, and you can stretch it to amazing limits, but there's a point. You stretch, you stretch a person too far, they, uh, they can snap. And I've, I've seen people who've lost their minds, and I went to a place where it did seem like I was about to snap, and it was right at that lowest point that God came in and began to do a turnaround and began to do a dramatic rescue in my life and brought me out of literally a horrible pit. Now, today, uh, in, uh, if you've noticed, you followed my ministry for a while, you notice I preach, I preach about God's plan, good plan for your finances, that He wants you to prosper, He wants you to be in health. But you have to understand because of the experience that I went through of formerly living out of the cardboard box and all the hard poverty associated with that, really, which I shouldn't even use the word poverty, would actually be the word penury, P-E-N-U-R-Y. That is a word that we hardly ever hear anymore, but it actually is a word that means extreme poverty, extreme destitution. <laughs> now, if you're watching from another country and you're thinking, Pastor Stephen, how could that happen to anybody living in America? I'll just let you know there's a lot of homeless people in America, and I found myself in a horrible position. And so today, I consider myself allergic to poverty. <laughs> Woo, glory. I, I don't like it. I despise it. I hate it. It's satanic. I know its true origin. Now, you can be one of these people that maybe is a Christian, but they've been indoctrinated with a lot of wrong religious tradition and teaching, and they, they hold poverty in a romanticized view. They actually look at it as being something wonderful. But did you ever notice they don't want to, they actually don't want to embrace it? The thing is, is if you love poverty, go ahead and dive into it. Just be as poor and broke and miserable as you want. But nobody in their right mind actually wants to touch that. Although some, type, uh, some people try to glamorize it and act like it's holy to be barefoot and be poor and broke. But I've done that. I've lived in it. I've, ha I've had the worst taste of it. And so I know it's really just a total lie. <laughs> and so you can read my crazy testimony in my book called The Sacred Anointing. And uh, it's, it's a crazy story. It'll take you to the edge. Praise the Lord. But, you know, you can see God restored me. God blessed me, healed me, filled me, and everything else. Praise the Lord. Now, uh, this book, How to Operate in the Gifts of the Holy Spirit, Sid Roth said this is the ultimate guide concerning spiritual gifts for every believer. And I go through all nine of them. 
word of wisdom, word of knowledge, special faith, working of miracles, gifts of healings, prophecy, discerning of spirits, tongues, interpretation of tongues. And I just open them up because the more you understand it, the easier it is to know what it is, how it works, and how, most importantly, you can merge into it and begin to have the gifts operate in your life. I've had all nine gifts of the Holy Spirit flow through me. Uh, how about this? I've had times where all nine gifts of the Spirit have operated through me in one service. Woo! Praise the Lord, and that is true. And my friends, you can also operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. That book also is only $10 at this time. Standing on the shoulders of giants deals with the subject of mantles. And the reason it's called standing on the shoulders of giants is because former saints walked in unique special anointings. And we can see where they went to with that grace, with that anointing. But when it's transferred to us, we don't have to start all over again back at square one. We can stand on the work, stand on the anointing that they accomplished, and go further by God's grace. Hallelujah. We should know more. We should have deeper revelation and understanding. Now, they probably knew a lot. There's no question about that. And some of the old saints really knew God in, in phenomenal ways, and they really paid a price for that. But my friends, most of those who had those close walks, they either wrote books or books were written about them, or they shared things that were recorded and quoted. Even if it was hundreds of years ago, it was still recorded and written down. So their secrets, their revelations, their understanding is available for us. So we can take those things, grab it, learn it, and then with that knowledge and with that wisdom, go further than what they did. Praise God. And I'm sure they would be encouraging from us from heaven saying, yes, yes, take it, take it further. Woo, praise God, take it further. And that's exactly what we're going to do. So if you like the stories in the Bible of people like Moses transferring the anointing to Joshua, if you love the story, the heavy classic story, the great story of Elijah the prophet, transferring his mantle to Elisha. Now, Elisha served him for at least 10 years. We know that. And Elisha did something special. He got the double portion. Now, I talk about how mantles are transferred and how you can receive a mantle. And it's very important that you operate in more than one anointing. I would say even more than one mantle. You'll have a primary anointing. You'll have a primary lane that you're supposed to drive in, but you're going to need some other, uh, other giftings for other areas. And you see that with the coat of many colors that was given to Joseph, all the different anointings. See, you have seven, the seven spirits of the Lord, one Holy Spirit, but manifested through seven unique attributes. So you can be real strong in one, but you'll still need access to touch the others. Woo, praise God. It's really a fascinating subject. The story of mantles standing on the shoulders of giants, $10. And here's a book that will really take the lid off of what maybe could be blockages or obstacles that would try to impede you to get out into your inheritance and into the deeper walk with God. It's called fasting and prayer. And this refers to God's nuclear power. Okay. 
fasting and prayer God's nuclear power and a three-day fast will do some things for you that you can't do when you don't fast and the a 10-day fast will do some things a three-day fast won't do. And a 40-day fast will take you into some areas that a 10-day or 21-day fast will not accomplish. But my friends, I've talked with apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors from around the world. I've been able to travel around the world and preach, and I sit down and I talk with them. And those that move into the unusual miracles, those that have had dramatic experiences, it's because they know the secret power that is available through fasting and prayer, and they tie into that. They tap into that, and dramatic things come out of that. Praise the Lord. So if you want some breakthroughs, and really, if you want to get into the strong flow of the anointing, that's how you get there, through fasting and prayer, okay? And that's available for $10. You know, I've, I've heard good ministers say that it's really not necessary to, you know, really do much fasting and prayer. And, you know, sometimes they'll say, I've only, the longest I've ever fasted my entire ministry is two days or something like that. And they really actually put down the subject of fasting and prayer. But you'll notice also those that really kind of belittle it, they don't really move in miracles. Or if they do, it's not much. It's, and it's, it's certainly not much of the power miracles. Mm-mm. But my friends, that's God's gateway into the power. It's through fasting and prayer. Now, this book has gone all over the world, and this book is called Working with Angels, the first book that I ever had published. And it talks a lot about the ministry of angels, and it's got a lot of my stories. Now, I've had a lot more stories since then, a lot of experiences since then, but this this will give you a whole bunch, 200 pages to get filled up on of all kinds of good spiritual stuff. Praise God. If you like angels, this is the book that you need. It's not dry. Have you ever read an angel book and you're disappointed because there's no angel stories? <laughs> it's just maybe like a theologian, you know, you know, giving comments on scriptures and the book's real dry and you're just like, you know, I, I could have read the Bible and known that. I'm trying to get something a little bit more here. Well, this book will help you. It's got plenty of the Word of God in here, but it's unpacking the Scriptures, it's unveiling the Scriptures, and also giving real-life experiences. Praise the Lord. Working with Angels, $10 here at the ministry. Just go to our online store, stephenbrooks.org, and you'll see these books for $10. Manifesting the blessings of God. We live in a day and age where in America, even though half of the nation really is just not interested in God and just kind of wants to live for themselves and, you know, party. And if the nation uh, is destroyed, who cares? Just let's just have fun. And, you know, let's just make money and party and let, let the planet keep spinning. Let, let life go on. We don't really care for those type of people. They've, uh, in many ways, they've already had some exposure to the gospel just because the gospel is so prevalent in America. But they're, they're like fish that aren't biting. And I think one of the main reasons why is because when they look at the gospel being presented, they just don't see it lining up. They, they are familiar with the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They're familiar with the ministry of Jesus, and they're not, they're not seeing satisfactory proofs that 
what we proclaim is actually taking place in our life. So a lot of times they just say, you know, I, I just don't know because, you know, you know, it doesn't seem like it's working for you. So manifesting the blessings of God will take you into a place where God's word is actually working in your life. And your life is a reflection of the glory of the Lord. You're, you're going from victory to victory, glory to glory, strength to strength. And God's blessing, God's favor is on your life. So people, they want to see that. They want that at times like this, they want to see stability. And if they see Christians weak and, uh, you know, just running around, uh, just as worried as the rest of the world is, they'll just think, where's the power? But my friends, when you're stable, when you're full of faith, when you're strong, and when you have no fear, you stand out with like a light in darkness. So this book talks a lot about how to manifest the blessings, how to get into them. And it, do, it deals a lot with spiritual laws, spiritual laws that God governs the universe with. And as you tie into those rules, those laws, they'll start to lift for you, just like the laws of aerodynamics it will begin to lift an airplane so all of that metal gets up off the ground and actually moves through the air at over 500 miles an hour, okay? So when we work God's laws, we begin to go up, we begin to fly, and then, and then you have proofs, praise God. For those of you that would struggle in certain areas with, with uh, you know, financial frustration, lack, or perhaps persistent sickness, this book will really help you manifesting, bringing forth the blessings of God. I wrote that book to bring an end to perpetual window shopping. You know, just looking through the window, you wish you could go inside the store and shop, but you can't. You're always on the outside. I wrote the book to end that so that you can go inside and receive all that the Lord has made available for you. Praise God. My friends, reading is very, very good. And you also want to build your own library, okay? You need books on the supernatural. You need books on angels. You need books on finances. You need some books on how to have a good marriage. You need to build your own library. Invest in your well-being. Praise God. Your mind will be very, very happy. And you read, you read my books, you're going to laugh a whole lot also, because I put a lot of my silly stories in my books, and a lot of the things that I learned uh, sometimes through, uh, you know, making the wrong turn. So I share those things with you, okay, to help you and to bless you. Praise God. All right, all of that's available on the website. Those books are $10 each up until April 15th. Praise God. Let's take our Bibles and go over to the book of Genesis chapter 26. And I want to talk today about April 2020, a month for miracles. Now, we're just rolling into the month. And this message, of course, is being released on the the 1st of April. But even if you're watching it on the 2nd or 3rd or 4th or 10th day of this month, just jump into uh, this message and grab a hold of this anointing and watch what God will do for you. Heavenly Father, we ask that as we jump into your word today, that your Holy Spirit would quicken the word, that this would be a month of miracles, that freedom and healing and deliverance and blessing and favor would flow, that there would be a breakthrough this month. Father, we give you praise. We believe you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Now, Genesis chapter 26, let's go to verse 1. There was a famine in the land besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. Now, famines can happen, and when a famine happens, you need to know your covenant rights, because there is exemption for you in the covenant. The economic cycle of the world, things happen. And, you know, whether it's pestilence, whether it's the locusts going crazy right now in certain parts of Africa, or, you know, the, the flu, the coronavirus going throughout the earth, you can have these things that hit the economic system, the economic engine of your country, or the world, because now countries are just linked together economically in so many different ways. You could have a manufacturing plant in America, but all the parts are coming from Germany or coming from Taiwan or something like that. So everything is just linked. We're all, you know, there's, there's trade going back and forth amongst the nations. So you need to know how to respond in times of famine. Verse 2, then the Lord appeared to him. And said, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land of which I shall tell you. Dwell in this land, and I will be with you and bless you. For to you and your descendants I give all these lands, and I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham your father. And I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of heaven. God's really into multiplication. God can do addition really well, but I think he's a lot more excited about multiplication, and we should be as well. I will give to your descendants all these lands, and in your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed, because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. So Isaac dwelt in Gerar. Okay, so he stayed there, despite that there's famine there, but he received a word of wisdom from God. Don't go down to Egypt. Stay right here. This is the place you're supposed to be, and I will bless you here. Now, verse 12. Then Isaac sowed in that land. What kind of land? Well, a land with famine. So if you were to look out over the land, you would see that upon the land were the visible effects of famine. There's nothing green anywhere. It's all gone. The earth is scorched and it's dry. So it's very, very difficult times. Then Isaac sowed in the land, the land of famine, and reaped in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. The man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. I want to talk a little bit today about the 100-fold return and why it has become a rarity in the church today. And it's really quite simple. There's two reasons why. And the two reasons that I'm going to share with you explaining why it's not often that we see the 100-fold return, these two reasons came out of a vision that a very good minister named John Avanzini he received a vision from the Lord years back, actually decades back, when he was ministering in Nigeria. And he, he was speaking in a conference, a very large conference, and he was just bombing out. <laughs> he wasn't doing good at all because he did not have a breakthrough anointing. He did not have a, an anointing that was strong enough to minister 
in a nation at that time that was really destitute financially so he's up there trying to teach and it's all intellectually good stuff but there was no anointing to get a breakthrough over to the people so he was just bombing out in the services so he was he was desperate went before the Lord and after a couple of dramatic failures you know that's something you know for a minister to go into a meeting and you know and you realize you're in over your head in the sense that I'm not really prepared to minister on this level and I, I've tried to tell young ministers there are some countries that you minister at you just can't go over there and give like a nice talk you actually have to go with a breakthrough anointing because they're desperate and they need miracles and when I endeavor to minister anywhere overseas I endeavor to go in that type of anointing now honestly I tried to minister in that type of an anointing here in America as well too whenever I'm going to be in a meeting where I'm laying hands physically on people I go in with a strong anointing praise God and prepare myself for that but you can get in some other countries where uh, needs are more desperate in the sense that perhaps there are no hospitals there are no options there are no banks you can't get you you can't go out and just you know finance a car or, or you know you, it's either God helps you you do a miracle or you know you could really be in some very dire situations so you have to have a breakthrough anointing and John Avanzini talked about when Jesus came to him that night at the hotel and released a breakthrough anointing upon him for financial miracles and Jesus explained to him that in order for anybody to receive the 100 fold return there's two things they've got to get right and if you don't get these two things right you can give and you just don't see your harvest you don't see your harvest and there have been people in the church today who've who've looked at the scriptures such as the one that I read to you from Genesis 26 even the heavyweight scriptures of Jesus talking about it in Mark chapter 10 also mentioned in Matthew of the 100 fold return and even today ministers have looked at that and basically said we don't know what that's talking about because we just don't even see it anymore and some of these would be what I would call even spirit filled type ministers and uh, but I think the reason they're puzzled by it is because really they don't believe it you have to believe it first if it's in the word it's true even if we don't understand it it's still true so we have to fix something it's not like God needs to fix something because everything God does is perfect and every word that he speaks is perfect but we have to make sure that on our end we're meeting any conditions that would be in the mix and that's what we need to do and talk about today now number one the number one thing concerning the 100 fold return which is what Isaac received which is what many people often sadly don't receive I'm talking about God's people is number one they seldom give the exact amount that the Lord tells them to give you have to follow instructions the Lord told Isaac stay here if he would have said, hey, Lord, uh, hey, there's no famine down in Egypt. You actually want me to stay here? This doesn't make any logical sense. Lord, I know you told me that, but I'm leaving. Okay, if you do stuff like that and you think you're smarter than God, uh, you know, it's your own fault when these events begin to work in, into your life as a reaction to the choices that you made. So anytime God gives the release of wisdom, there will always be instructions involved and what what Isaac received was literally the gift of the word of wisdom remember 
1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 through 7, verses also going even into verse 8 and 9. It talks about the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. They had the gifts of the Holy Spirit back in the Old Testament. They had seven out of the nine. Now, in the New Testament, we also now have tongues and the interpretation of tongues. But outside of tongues and interpretation of tongues, they had all of the other seven under the Old Testament, including the word of wisdom, which is what God gave to Isaac. Praise the Lord. And when there's a word of wisdom, there will be an instruction, sometimes more than one, there will be an instruction that's given. And for him, it was to stay in the land. Okay, so now he's also going to sow. And I believe he's following the wisdom of God there to sow. Well, if I'm here, I'm going to make the best of my time and I'm going to sow. So when there's an anointing for a special offering, and we are receiving a special offering for Passover Sunday, May 12th, and we're getting close to that. Okay, this is our resurrection seed. This is the special seed that we're going to sow, believing God for a hundredfold return for a miracle harvest. Here's the thing when you sow a special seed into the fertile soil with a special anointing, number one, you have to give the exact amount that the Lord tells you to give. Well, Pastor Stephen, I'm just going to give $10. That's all I want to do, and that's all I feel like I should do, and I, that's just what I'm going to do. Well, what did God say? Well, I didn't even ask the Lord, Pastor Stephen. I'm, you know, and so, you know, that's why. That's why people today, it's like, it's like a rare thing for the 100-fold, because when there is a special offering, and there's an anointing on that offering, and let me tell you, this, this resurrection, Passover, Easter offering is for the completion of the ministry fence because the Holy Spirit told me finish the fence and by God's grace we're going to do it okay so your seed will go into that and the Lord's all over this project praise the Lord but my friends I want you to understand that when you sow a special seed into the the soil the fertile soil you have to do what God tells you to do it's very, very important. So John Evanzini said that Jesus explained to him that the reason why many do not receive the 100-fold return is that they seldom give the exact amount I tell them to give. Woo! That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, Pastor Stephen, God told me to give 500, but I think I'm just going to give 20. Well, you know... <laughs> If you give the 20, you're not going to get the hundredfold return. Why, Pastor Stephen? Because God, if he were to do that, he would actually, if he told you to give 500 and you gave 20, and then you give the 20, but you somehow think that God's going to now release his very best return upon you. He can't, because if he did, he would actually be honoring your disobedience. Praise the Lord. This is very, very important. This is actually so important that if you're not going to do what the Lord showed you to do, it would actually be better not to give. Because if you give in disobedience, the Lord can't multiply that back to you. This is very important. When you give, you must give the exact amount. Now watch this. This is also just as important. You must give the exact amount and to give the exact amount doesn't mean that you should give less, right? But it also means don't give more, okay? If the Lord said give 100, you know, that doesn't mean you have to give 10,000. 
but if the Lord did say give 10,000 it, it it means don't give don't give 120 and expect to get the return multiplied back it won't work so you don't you don't need to give less you don't need to give more all you need to do is do exactly what he told you to do Woo! praise God and you would be shocked at how many won't do that why I, I, I don't know I, I believe I'm speaking to many people many of God's people you're obedient you will do what God tells you to do but there are a lot I would have to say that there are just a lot of believers out there they're just they're not going to do it if 10 angels appeared before them and said this is the number all 10 angels agreed and said yes you're supposed to give this amount they still wouldn't do it and if Jesus appeared riding to them on, on, up on a white horse with his crown on his head and you, you know what the whole what the whole package and said you're supposed to give this amount that they probably still wouldn't do it they this crazy as they may, that may sound there are believers that are like that they're just going to do their own thing regardless and you know what the Lord cannot multiply an offering that's given in disobedience he can't do it so Jesus told John and John Avanzini that they seldom give the exact amount I tell them to give Pastor Stephen, I just don't know about this hundredfold return. You know, I just don't even, I just don't think ministers should preach that. Well, I think we should preach it. I think the problem is not with God or His Word. I think the problem is with God's people's disobedience. Mm -mm. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, so when you give a special seed into a special project, and I'm I and my team were praying over every seed that's coming in, whether it's online or whether it's through the internet, okay, or, or whether it's being mailed in. We receive it, we look at it, we pray over it, we're agreeing with you for the 100 fold return that your seed will be multiplied back to you, okay? Not that it'll just come back, you know, you gave 20, you got 20 back, or you came, you know, you gave 20 and it came back with 40. I'm talking about multiplied. Now, the multiplication 30 60 100 fold the 100 fold and John Evanzini teaches this and I've, I've proved it out in my own life and many ministers harmonize on this understanding the 100 fold basically is God's maximum return on the harvest that he has for you it's his very best given back into your life multiplied back into your life and it can come back in many, many different ways. It can come back in the, in the most amazing ways. But you have to understand 30, 60, 100. It's really like this. It's good, better, best. And I would really just point you straight to God's best, okay? You really want the hundredfold return. And, and when Jesus taught it in Mark chapter 10 he, he actually just skips over the 30 and 60 in, and in that teaching unlike Matthew's in that teaching he just goes straight to the hundredfold he just says you'll have the hundredfold and he, he talked about that <laughs> I, I thought that's amazing really I would like for you to focus on that it's God's best for you it's the maximum return possible on your harvest okay so there's two things you need to really understand concerning experiencing the hundredfold return and seeing April turn into a month for miracles for you I believe it 
I believe this month can be a month for miracles of you. And I'm praying that it will be that for you. And I want you to join with me in faith because this is something that the Lord has put on my heart. This is going to be a month for miracles. And I believe that they're going to touch your life. It's time for you to receive your miracle. Praise the Lord. Now, let's continue on with number two. Again, the number one reason why God's people don't experience the 100-fold return is because Jesus said, they seldom give me the exact amount I tell them to give. Well, number two, and this is what the Lord told John Avanzini in a vision. He said, they give without expecting anything specific back in return. Wow, that's incredible. This one totally knocks over what I would call sacred cows, okay? In other words, cherished religious traditions that are unbiblical. They are held to sincerely, but it's a wrong teaching, okay? So one of the two reasons, the second reason of why many people in the body of Christ do not receive the hundredfold return on their giving is because they give without expecting anything specific back in return. Wow, it's incredible. Today, I looked at the weather forecast with Kelly this morning. We realized it was going to start raining today around lunchtime. And so what we did, and I'm actually teaching this at night. This is the... This is March 31st. I'm teaching this late at night. I'm going to get ready to release this early for Wednesday morning on May, excuse me, April the 1st. Okay. So earlier today, we were checking the weather, realized it was going to rain today. And we had this one area out in the front of the church, a large, large green grass area, very, very pretty area where the top part had been torn up because the county had put in some new uh, sewer lines, which is wonderful. We're happy about that. The county's doing a great job with that. Uh, and then they covered it back up, uh, uh, smoothed out everything, and then they did some seed and some straw. But it never really came up. The grass never really came up very good. So we decided, since it was going to be raining today and the temperatures were dropping, Let's reseed that entire area the right way, and let's get the straw out there the right way. Let's just do it the right way. So we got one of our workers, one of our gardener, and we went out there and just began to really do it, do it right. And we put a lot of really good seed down, and we got everything done. And then as soon as we finished, guess what? It started to gently rain, and it's been raining for hours out there, so I know what's going to be growing out there. In other words, seed was planted. What kind of seed, Pastor Stephen? Well, it's a mix of grass seed, you know, fescue and some of the other type of breeds. It's grass that's, it's seed that's designed to grow grass in the southern states, and it works really well down here. So it's going to, it's going to grow. The thing is, is that when we sowed that seed today, which is always fun, I always love sowing seed. It's just a lot of fun to go out there and and sow these seeds and see it turn into a beautiful lawn. But when I was sowing that, I was just thinking about what I was going to be teaching and sharing with you. Because as I was sowing that seed, 
I knew exactly the kind of seed I was sowing, and I know exactly the kind of harvest that I'm expecting. And I'm expecting here, with, within a few days, I'm going to start to see green blades coming up through the dirt. And this seed is going to turn into a lush green carpet of grass that is going to be absolutely beautiful. Seed reproduces after its kind. I sowed grass seed. I'm not expecting to go out there later and find cantaloupes growing out there. If there are, it just means somebody sowed some of those seed out there and mixed it in, but that's not the case. We know it's nothing but grass seed. I'm not expecting to find a palm tree growing, and I'm not expecting to find watermelons out there, and I'm not expecting to find any kind of vegetable. We sowed grass seed, and grass seed is going to come up. Praise the Lord. My friends, you have to know that when you give, you're sowing. And to give without expecting anything back in return is just like throwing your seed out there, throwing it away, and, and just, you know, it, I'm sure it's a blessing. Yes, it meets a need, but you also have to understand God's concerned about your life. God wants to get harvest into your life. And so when you give, you have to give expecting that you're going to get something specific back in return. Woo, praise the Lord. So, yes, I, I sowed that seed, and I'm expecting that there will be a beautiful lawn. Well, now, Pastor Stephen, you should be humble and should ex expect nothing. You should give. You should sow your seed and not expect anything. No, if I sowed all that seed and nothing happened, I'm taking, that, I'm taking those bags of seed back to the uh, home improvement store that I bought them from and I'm going to say you're, the seed something's wrong with it it's dead or you know it's been sitting on the shelf for too long it didn't produce no I, I sowed all of that seed and I'm expecting all of those seeds to turn into grass praise God I have a right to expect a harvest any farmer does if you told the farmer who planted a hundred thousand dollars of seed on his you know vast acreage to just plant all that seed and then just walk off and not expect anything. He'd think, you don't know anything about farming. If we did, we did stuff like that, we'd all starve to death. No, he's expecting a harvest, and that harvest is his blessing. Woo, praise the Lord. Look, when you sow your seed, you need to give your seed a target. Praise God. You need to specify that seed so that when your harvest comes back, you know it. You, it, 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 you could say, that's my harvest. Praise the Lord. In other words, say, Lord, I am sowing this money. I am sowing this financial seed. And Lord, I need a harvest in this area. So this is the seed that I'm sowing. Okay, if you want a harvest of, of a green lawn, you sow grass seed. But if you need something to come back into your life, you sow a financial seed. God, I need a blessing in this area. I'm believing for a raise. I would like to start my own business. I'm believing to be debt free. I'm believing for a money miracle. Mm, praise the Lord or whatever it is whatever it is that you need sow that seed in faith for that specific need and then anticipate and expect a harvest that that thing is coming into your life absolutely praise the Lord hallelujah thank you Lord Jesus and that is why that is why many people have never verified the 100 fold return in their life why they didn't expect a harvest they just, they just gave. They gave, which is good to give. But when you give, you should expect a harvest. Woo, praise the Lord. 
And Jesus, Jesus requires you and I to expect a harvest. Mm. He requires us to give the exact amount that he tells us to give. And he requires us to expect a specific harvest back in return. And I know that to do some, to do that for some of you, you maybe you feel uncomfortable. You maybe, well, I, I'm just giving to get pastor Steve that, that seems like you're just giving to get something. Well, the, I mean, I mean, do you go to work for 40 hours a week and not expect to get something who does that? Who goes out and works for 40 hours? Well, I, you, and you tell your boss now I, I'm, I'm working 40 hours. I don't expect you to give me anything. He think we need to move this person on down the line. This, uh, you, th- this employee, it, it's got a screw loose. Okay. Everybody that's going to work is expecting a paycheck at the appointed time, whether it's once a week or, you know, once every two weeks or however it is, you're expecting your paycheck. Absolutely. But you're, you're looking forward to it and you have a right to, you have a right to why you sold your labor. You sold your work, your time, your energy, your, your, your intellect, your ability. You sold all of that and you're expecting a harvest of a paycheck. Praise the Lord. But somehow we have bought a religious lie that says that when you give, now you shouldn't ever expect anything back. That's unbiblical. That's unbiblical. Praise God. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Well, now we, we shouldn't hope. Uh, Pastor Stephen, now if we're believing for it, we shouldn't hope for it. <laughs> If you don't have hope, if you don't have an anticipation, you're not even in faith. You are not even in faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. What is hope? It's an expectancy. It's an expectancy that you're going to get your harvest. Who praise the Lord. Mm-mm. Jesus multiplying money back to you is a miracle. Don't forget that. See, April is a month of miracles. It's time that the church got back to the fact that we believe in miracles. Stop all this normal living. Normal living is nice, but I, I, I mean, there, there, there are daily operations of life where, you know, uh, you know, you eat your food, you take your shower, you put your, your clothes on and stuff like that. You drive your car. But we need to be believing God for miracles because we have a miracle working God. Jesus multiplying money back to you is a miracle and miracles operate by faith, not by luck, not by chance, not by I'm hoping I'm wishing. No, by faith. Praise the Lord. Jesus multiplying money back to you is a miracle and miracles operate by faith. When you give without expecting anything back, then you have not given in faith. And so what we're doing today is we're positioning ourselves for, for the month of April to be a month of miracles. Praise the Lord. And we need to understand these biblical truths, these spiritual laws. When you give, without expecting anything back, then you have not given in faith. Again, Hebrews 11, 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, of things that you have an expectancy for. Well, Pastor Stephen, I don't have any expectancy. Well, then you're not in faith. 
that's what it says here in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 you're not in faith you need to be expecting a harvest let's go further you need to be expecting a specific harvest would you like to get out of debt if you have any debt in your life as a Christian you should want to be free from debt because if you have debt that means you're having to take a portion of your income and instead of you doing with it what you want to do with it you actually have to take it and you have to send it over here in order to in, in order to feed that that debt machine or that debt monster okay but if the debt's gone you now have you now have full authority over your income to do with it what you want to do with it praise the Lord hallelujah when you don't have any debt Wow, you, you don't have to keep sending all these streams of money out to feed the debt monster. You have your income coming in, and now you can do what you want to with it that makes sense and would be an appropriation, an application of the wisdom of God. Mm-mm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So, my friends, what we need to do is focus on these two things. Number one, we need to understand that so often, God's people do not give the exact amount of what the Lord told them to give. And because of that, they do not see God multiply their seed back to them. And number two, giving without expecting anything specific back in return is a proof that you did not give in faith. Mm, Praise God. Wow. Paul the Apostle said in the book of Romans, he said, that which is not of faith is sin. Wow. Phenomenal. To do something when you're not even in faith. Well, I'm I'm going to give it. Oh, okay. I'm going to give it. But there's no faith. Well, okay. I'll go over here with you. Uh, Okay. But, you know, just, or, you know, whatever. No faith. Just, just no faith. Doing things with no faith. You know, we're going to take a trip, but uh, well, I hope we make it back. Mm, I hope we don't die on the. I hope we don't die on the journey. Well, I heard that that um, that virus is out there. I hope we all don't die. Just it says no faith. Statements like that. Those those are sinful statements. People trivialize doubt and unbelief. They trivialize it. It is dangerous. Unbelief and doubt can kill you. You need to be a person of faith. What is a person of faith? A person whose life is based on the Bible. You believe what God says about you. You choose to believe what God says about you, and you hold to that, despite opposing circumstances. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Are you ready to see the 100-fold return take place in your life, where your seed is multiplied back to you? Woo! Hallelujah! Praise God! Praise God! It's going to come back in the way that you need it. It's going to come back in the way that you need it, and you need to talk with the Lord about how you need it. Be specific about what you're sowing. Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! Well, Pastor Stephen, I already sowed my seed. Well, if you've already sowed it, but you've heard today's message and you realize that you gave and you just kind of, you know, you gave and maybe it was a wonderful offering, but you never really even specified what you wanted your harvest to be. Then you need to tell the Lord right now, Lord, by the way, that seed I just sowed, I'm believing that seed is going to put a fence around my life of divine protection that no, no, 
virus is going to touch me or my family and we're not going to be laid off and we're going to keep on going we're going to be okay financially we're not going backwards we're going forward lord i'm sowing this seed to come out of debt completely hallelujah you know give that seed an assignment give that seed an assignment and be expecting be expecting a miracle return a miracle harvest to come into your life we have got to get back into a miracle mentality. Praise the Lord. We've got to get Pentecost back into the church. We've got to get the power of the Holy Spirit back into the church. That involves miracles. But God can do a miracle in your life and deliver you instead of taking three long years and wearing yourself out and trying to dig yourself out of a hole. God can do a miracle and get you out in, in, in 13 days. And with, God can do a miracle and he wants to, but we have to honor the Lord and we have to follow these principles. Praise God. These are timeless and these are straight from the Bible. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I want you to have a testimony like Isaac, where he sowed during a time of famine. How crazy! He sowed during a time of famine. What if you sowed during a time of global famine where we have this virus, this coronavirus, and people pull back? Oh, I can't sow during coronavirus. Well, Isaac did. He sowed right during the time of famine. He sowed, and that year reaped 100-fold. 100-fold. God multiplied it back to him, and he became very, very prosperous very prosperous I want you to have a testimony like Isaac then Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold and the Lord blessed him the man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous God wants you to become very prosperous he's very serious about that and we have to follow his instructions with great precision you follow those instructions with faith. With faith, we must remove the doubt, the fear, the uncertainty out of our lives and follow God's principles. And they will produce even during famine. Watch this. They will produce even during coronavirus. Woo! Praise the Lord. God's word is that strong. The anointing is that strong. But we have to do it right. We have to do it the right way. And when we do it, we are going to see the 100 fold return. Now, I am going to be praying for you with great prayer between now and up to Passover. I'm really going to be praying for you that you sow the right seed and that you are expecting a great harvest. A specific harvest. Mm -mm. Now, I would also pray that any dormant seeds that you have sown in the ground over the past years that you just gave them, you like maybe even gave a really good miracle offering seed, and then after you sowed it, kind of just turned around and kind of forgot about it. I pray. I am praying for you that all of those seeds come back to life, that you give them an assignment, that you speak over them the harvest that you're expecting, and that those seeds and the seed that you're sowing 
for the project that we have here of complete the fence, finish the fence, Passover, resurrection seed. I'm praying that all of your seeds, just God touch them. God touch them. Praise the Lord. And you begin to have Isaac testimonies. Mm -mm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Father, I just thank you that you're speaking to your people, those that have not yet sowed a miracle Passover seed, that you would speak to them right now the amount that they're supposed to sow. And Father, those that sowed a, a Passover seed, but they just sowed something to sow something. But they didn't really catch the anointing that's on this project and they didn't maybe understand that they have to they have to give what you tell them to give in order for there to be a multiplication back to them 100 fold I pray that if any made a mistake on that that they would make that adjustment that they would make that adjustment and I believe that there are some of you that the Lord he would have you to give this but you gave that you gave something else just because you just gave something but the Lord wants you to do what He wants you to do. And that's where the blessing is at. Praise God. Praise God. And remember, all you have to do, there's no pressure. All you have to do is just do what the Lord tells you to do. That's it. It's just that simple. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. There's an anointing right now. Father, I just pray over all the seeds that have been received the seeds that are coming in right now, I just thank you for 100-fold multiplication. I thank you, Father God, the resurrection power of Christ touching every seed. Thank you, Father God, that that person that's sowing that seed, that's watching me, that's listening to me, those of you that have already sown your seeds, those of you that are sowing right now, those of you that are getting your seed prepared, I speak to you prophetically, and I say, you will have an Isaac 100-fold testimony. I believe the Bible. I'm a little bit old-fashioned. I still believe the Bible. I still believe the 100-fold return. Woo! Praise the Lord. Mm -mm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I dare you to believe it. I dare you to step out and do what God would say to do. Praise God. Praise God. And expect a harvest. Well, Pastor Stephen, I was always taught not to do that. That's why you do not have a 100-fold testimony. But we're correcting that right now. And you're going to be just like Isaac. You're going to have your testimony. And I believe these other seeds, these other seeds are going to start to come to life. And that the rain of heaven is going to touch them. The Spirit of God, who is that heavenly rain, is going to touch them. And they're going to come to life also, and harvests are going to be to start coming in, and you're going to be calling them all in, expecting them all to come in. Mm -mm. This is your miracle month. Praise God. So, Father, I speak blessing over your people. This is the month of miracles we receive in the name of Jesus. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Let's get ready to take Holy Communion, communion today. Grab some unleavened bread and some grape juice. If you're watching today's program and you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're intrigued by these things of the kingdom of God. And you're just, you're just really liking Jesus. 
but you don't yet know him as your savior today you can you can make the greatest decision of your life by receiving him into your heart if you would like to do that pray this prayer after me pray it out loud pray it right now say Lord Jesus I'm a sinner come wash all of my sins away give me your new life Jesus I receive you now as my Lord and Savior thank you Jesus write my name in your book of life thank you Jesus I now belong to you you are my King my Lord and my God thank you Jesus those of you that have prayed that Christ has washed all of your sins away he has given you his new life and you now belong to him Woo! you know there's an anointing today it's the anointing of the righteous take it by faith and you also have to take it by a violent faith you have to really get serious with your faith you have to really hold on well pastor Stephen I'm just not sure about it. that then many of the blessings will they'll just skip right past you you have to say now hold on this is in the word the word promises this I'm going to do what I need to do to line up with it and now because I've done that I meet the conditions no I take a hold of this and that's what you're doing today you are taking a hold of the 100 fold return your seed multiplied back to you 100 fold and the miracle that you so greatly need being manifested in your life praise God mm -mm. I see Isaac written over you Woo! praise the Lord father we thank you for the bread and the juice we consecrate it we set this apart as holy we thank you that this is the body and the blood now of our Lord Jesus Christ father we receive the body of Jesus we thank you that some of your promises father have eluded us because of our lack of knowledge or at other times even our disobedience but we thank you that we've made those things right and we thank you father God that your word is working in our lives it's producing and we believe you for the hundredfold. Thank you, Father. We receive the body of Jesus now. In his name we pray. Amen. Let's receive together. Thank you, Father, for the blood of Jesus. Father, any past seeds that were sown into your kingdom, for your kingdom purpose, seeds that you want to resurrect, Father, we just ask that as we receive the blood of Jesus, that you bring those back to our memory and give us a vision for their harvest, that we can speak over it and call it in. We thank you, Father. You do not want us to lose those harvest. You don't want us to lose the harvest. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you for your goodness to remind us of that harvest, and you're going to bring them in also. We give you all of the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's receive the blood of Christ. Hallelujah. Woo! Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, if you are mailing in at this specific time your resurrection seed, you can mail it to Stephen Brooks International, P.O. Box 717, Moravian Falls, North Carolina. 28654 if you want to bring your special Passover resurrection seed in 
through the internet, go to stephenbrooks.org. The link on the homepage, you can use that. Click that, and it'll come right into God's house. Praise the Lord. Make sure that you mark your seed, Passover seed, resurrection seed. You could even call it fence project seed. But this is the seed. This is the project that you're believing for the 100-fold return on. Woo! Praise the Lord. See, we're not just doing religion. We're not just... We're not just, you know, doing things just to do things. We are doing things with kingdom protocol. We are operating in the kingdom, praise God, and accessing those blessings that the Lord has made available to us. Praise God. Thank you so much for your giving. Don't forget about the books that have been discounted to $10 a piece on the website. And also, drop by SoundCloud. And go by our site, and you'll see all of the teachings there that are available for download. Thank you for joining me today. I'll see you back on the next program. Till then, stay richly blessed.